0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Project Do-It-Yourself podcast. I'm Avi. Check us out on Instagram at Project Do-It-Yourself. Today, I'm here with Michael. Michael, could you introduce yourself? Hey, Avi. I've worked with you for a long time. I am Director of Business Development at uh,
1: Capterra, and I live actually in Roanoke, Virginia. I was in Arlington for close to 10 years, but just moved last summer.
0: How do you like living there?
1: It's where I was from. So a much slower pace, which is the exact reason that we moved. Plus, we were able to buy a house without having to save for the next 20 years to try to buy a fixed
0: one. <laughs> That's great. So I hear you've been spending some time doing woodworking? You're playing
1: fast and loose with the word woodworking. I'm not that great yet, but I'm
0: <laughs> very much in the learning process, but it's
1: something that like, we've been contained to our house. So I've focused on and played around with over the last probably year or so. What got you into it over the past year? So I'd always been somewhat handy. Like I took construction classes in high school, like my dad's in the construction industry. That all went away, obviously moving to DC, like you're living in an apartment, you can't have a table saw in there. So that was something that didn't do. And then we moved back to Roanoke and we were able to buy a house and have a garage, which was set up already to be a shop. So I started to buy some tools again to build things around the house be in a position where I could fix things if they start to break and just be prepared. And then took the next step with taking this online course that I paid for, it was like 80 bucks to learn how to build escalating projects in terms of difficulty. I've only gotten halfway through,
0: but <laughs> it, it was super cool, it was a super engaging guy on YouTube that like does a subscription thing where it's a class that you can go through. That's actually pretty cool. I'd like to get the course information from you after this uh, call. So what, have, what are some projects you've done? So I've done a couple things. Firstly, I'm a cheapskate. So I bought the tools,
1: uh, but I didn't, I'm not going to buy the stands and accessories that go with the tools. Uh, The first project that I built was a, essentially a rolling stand for my compound saw. So it's got, put the casters and wheels. It's got shelves on it. It holds the vacuum system that I made, and then it's got the actual saw on top. So I can move it around when I need to. I've done that. I've done a holder for the firewood that we have. We have a fireplace. It's lovely really sets the mood. It's great. I've (laughs) built a chest that was a smaller project. It's not huge. It's probably three feet wide and maybe a foot and a half tall, but it's just a a chest to start to see if I could do it to maybe scale that out a little bit bigger to make it like a centerpiece of a bedroom or something. It holds dog toys now, so it's not as clean as it was when when I first made it. It, The (laughs) the biggest project that I've done is I built... Some of it was woodworking, but I built the home gym that we have at the house. So oh, wow. built built like a deadlift platform, put in like the rack, all that stuff, and
0: fully tricked out our garage to be a gym. Okay, maybe you can walk me through the process of building that out. Where did you start, and, and how did you plan out the project? Well, you
1: start with my wife complaining that she can't go to the gym anymore because of the pandemic, and then not wanting to hear that anymore. So I read an article, I think it was on the art of manliness, on how to essentially build a simple platform. And that's the start of what the gym is so you need a platform to be able to drop weights or whatever it's actually fairly simple it was i think three or four pieces of plywood and then i went to tractor supply which is a very popular place in roanoke don't know if you have those in dc but they sell horse stall mats which are essentially the rubber mats that go in stalls for horses so you take those and you cut them into the length that you need you just use a utility knife and that acts as like the bumpers above the plywood so you're able to drop weights so then we bought a rack which is like a <clears throat> kind of a folding metal rack that it mounts against the wall. So it holds your weights, things like that. There's a pull-up bar on top and it has the ability to fold against the wall to lay flat to save space. We bought a ski erg, which is like a machine that kind of mounts to the wall and she gets every toy that she wants in her gym. The irony of all this is the gym is a shared space with the shop, as I call it, the gym keeps taking over more and more space. So that's why I put the wheels on the saw because I had to take it outside to be able to use it because she doesn't like sawdust on
0: her gym stuff. I see. Okay.
1: So it kind of actually backfired on me in the long run. It was fun to do it.
0: Okay. So the, the portions of woodworking that you built was mainly focused on the platform or were there other parts of it? Yes.
1: Yeah, so that was the only part that we really had to build from scratch. And that probably took a day or so. Me and my dad did that. That was also where I got into this too. My dad lives in Roanoke. It's a good way to trick him into coming over to help me so we can hang <laughs> out. He only just kind of sits there and judges and like makes commentary, but he's able
0: to help with some of the, the lifting and, and stuff that I would need help with. It's been fun. Talking about that platform a little bit, what was it like to build it? Anything complicated or any um, things you would do differently next time? I would take someone to Home Depot to help me get the plywood in the car. I'd also probably
1: borrow a truck because we had like a, an SUV and I read online, I was like, yes, your car can absolutely fit a sheet of plywood, but it was tight. Like I was rolling up on the steering wheel like this to get back to the house, like pretty much an inch between me and the steering wheel, which would have probably kill me if I got in a crash.
0: So the, the board was pressed up against behind your head, essentially?
1: <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So when you have to cut this down, it's difficult with only having a, like a compound saw, which is the pull-down saw, or like a skill saw, because you want to make sure that as straight up cut as possible. So I used a essentially a skill saw jig to make sure that we were ripping the boards accurately. So you had to cut them in half and make them so that there's two pieces of plywood on the bottom, and then there's a centerpiece that's elevated. That's also plywood. And then to the left or right of that center piece, it looks like a, a podium, like for the Olympics a little bit. And then on those other sides to make it even, that's where you put the horse stall mats. So essentially building the platform. Screwing that all together, it becomes immovable and insanely heavy. And then making sure that all the cuts are right, making sure that it's lined up correctly where you need to put the rack on later. And then cutting those rubber mats essentially to size and then screwing those down
0: too. I think a picture definitely would help clarify, <laughs> you know what, what you're describing. Uh, yeah. Did you find plans for this or you just made it up as you went on? So the plans were not, it was not detailed. And I think we had a vision about what we wanted to do with it. But yeah, it wasn't like a super detailed plan. It was just I read an article and winged it turned out okay nice why don't we just chat about the box as well or the the chest that you built as well what was that like or what was the process like for for building that so that one i had dedicated plans for so it was the first
1: thing that i was going to try to build where kind of winging it and like putting something together throwing a bunch of screws in it and see if it stands up this was like dedicated plans the most complicated part of that was there are two things i had to use a Jig for the first time, which is essentially a way to mask where the screws go. So it's essentially like drills out this little, almost like cave or hole on the inside. And then you screw in the screws. So you don't see the screws, There's the actual thing that you're building. That part was tough. And then the, the facing and the walls of each thing, you build the frame first. And then if you're not perfectly square, which it was square enough, but you had to cut the, essentially using plywood and then staining it later. So it was cherry plywood, so it was nice. But you have to cut it to the perfect size to be able to fit in those gaps in the frame. So that was the most difficult part probably. We had to do shaving down of the pieces to get it in position to be complete. And then I put a couple of layers of stain on it and did what's called uh, a piano hinge. It's essentially the length of the box itself. And it's just a two-sided hinge and you screw it in. It's a toppy on a piano when you lift it. That is what the,
0: the box itself, that's how we put the top on. So did you have all the tools that you needed to build this no. already? Or <laughs> did you buy things for? Okay. Yeah, it, was, it turned out to be an expensive box. So I
1: didn't have the pocket hole jig. <laughs> I didn't have, at the time, I didn't have a jigsaw. I didn't have a couple of,
0: but I thought I could get away with it without them. I could not. So I'm, okay. I'm not a loyal Home Depot customer. How did you decide which tools to buy? They gave you.
1: I don't know if they're calling you poor in the plans, but they're like you. It's most preferred if you have all of these tools, but they can be very pricey. <laughs> so I started it to see like where we were. I was like, I'm not going to buy like a $400 tool or whatever. Like a t- I don't have one of those, but I I pretty much bought the minimum of the tools that I felt like I could get away with doing it, and I was successful. But I had to go to the store a couple of times. But if I ever get some of the garage space back from that gym, then I'll further <laughs> them tools. But uh, I don't
0: think it's gonna happen. <laughs> you have to build yourself. A second garage. garage. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it would look quite
1: like the garage that was done professionally. (laughs) Is that a treehouse or no? It's my second garage.
0: I built that. So, what are some of the things you're planning on doing next now that you have some experience? So, there's this like very simple project that I have to do for my stepmom, essentially Mother's Day, but
1: it's not done yet because I can't really figure it out and I can't find a plan for exactly what she wants. So she does she does a huge amount of gardening in her backyard, and she found like these essentially large tubs and planters. And she wants me to build a a sleeve of wood to go over those containers, be flat on the ground. But like the plastic, they hold the plants, but you're able to lift this decorative wood masking shield off of that. So it essentially just surrounds it and encases it. The corners are giving me trouble. I've already gone and just gave up. I almost smashed it to the ground. So I'm thinking through some of my options because I made the mistake. The biggest mistake you can make, I feel, is brushing with this stuff because you definitely Everything is as perfect as possible. Everything's square. You're making the right cuts. Like measure twice, obviously. But I would started the morning that I was supposed to give it to her, and it just delved into madness by noon. So it didn't. Happen.
0: So it sounds like um, for a number of these projects, it may take a little longer than initially. Uh, I think. Yeah, but I've got time. <laughs> like <laughs> On the weekends, like we're not doing too much, at least
1: at this point. Like, we're we're going to be happy when it opens up. But we obviously do yard work and stuff, but we moved back here for a reason. There's not a, a huge social culture of the city. It's obviously fun. There's a lot of outdoor stuff to do, but it's much smaller in scale. So like, we're very much homebodies and there's time to do it. It's
0: relaxing to just hang out in the garage and take your time with it. In, in addition to woodworking, is there anything else that you're thinking of getting into or is just, this is the primary focus right now?
1: The other thing that I've been doing, and I'm failing miserably at it now, is making sure to take care of the, the yard and all that stuff but we unfortunately have two dogs so as i see grass growing in a spot that had currently like been bare they just pee again and something's dead the next day so it's an endless cycle of madness so i'm thinking either get rid of the dogs which is not an option or <laughs> or pay someone that's a professional to actually do this we tried to like so we put in this retaining wall a couple of months ago in the back of the yard give us 10 more feet or whatever cuz there used to be a dirt hill there and they're, the landscaping guys were like, we can go ahead and like put sod in for you and grow the grass. Like, I got this. I can take care of this. There's still a temporary fence around it because the grass is not growing. It's like super patchy, <laughs> but it'll get there. It'll get there in summer.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things for DIY projects is that you can be very enthusiastic about doing them. And then when you realize the work that goes into it it's like okay well it's going to take a little more time than i anticipated and how did this
1: turn into this is not saving money building this desk or or whatever it is I can just buy this it doesn't matter the real talent in the house actually is laura so like she does all that baking stuff and she's got a pretty big following on instagram it's like stuff that kind of blows my mind it's way better than me playing around in the garage
0: making a, a platform out of wood that's pretty neat as well and you get to eat that michael thank you so much for being on the podcast of course buddy interested in seeing the pictures from today's podcast check them out on our instagram at project do it yourself the theme music was written by arlen strassman thanks so much and i'll see you next week